stop, listen, and ask yourself, have you ever pondered at the idea that there may be something to the other side? If so, and you're hearing my voice for the first time, then you may have just fallen into the void. Hey, 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 welcome to another exciting episode of Into the Void, where we talk about anything and everything paranormal. I am your ghost host with the most, G-Man, and today is the day, the third and final chapter of this three-part series we call Hunting 101. I am super excited. Now, reasons being is because it's been mentioned over the last couple of episodes. I've been throwing hints all over social media, and I'm happy because now I get to share it with you, the listener, Into the Void's first listener submitted ghost story. Now, before we get into this chilling experience, I would like to take this moment to mention a couple of things and changes that have been made to this show. In episode four, part two of the series, it was said that the ghost story was going to be talked about in episode five. As you may have noticed, that episode was changed. Some of you listeners may have been like, but I thought, or they said, well, you thought right, and we did. But that was changed because I made the decision to end this three-part series with a true ghost story. Also, you may have noticed that Mystic hasn't chimed in once. Well, Mystic has moved on to bigger and better things. Into the Void would just like to say, we wish you the best of luck on his endeavors. Lastly, as a very, very big thank you to all of Into the Void's listeners, you guys are the best. You are the ones who help make this show great. So thank you. Keep listening. Keep hitting that follow button on all our social media platforms. And don't forget to leave comments about the show on what you like and what you want me to talk about. I'd also like to mention that Into the Void has an official email address made by yours truly. So if you have had an experience with the paranormal and would like me to share it, or maybe you want to come on to the show and share it, then go ahead and email at intothevoid301 at gmail.com. That's intothevoid301 at gmail.com. Also, pictures that were given to us by the person who submitted the story are posted on the Into the Void Twitter page where you can find at Nightwing Silver. That's Twitter at Nightwing Silver. Now, as I mentioned before, we do not have a co-host, so we're, we're here at the end of the void. We're going to start bringing in guest hosts. And our first guest host, you've heard him before. He was on, I believe, our first episode. He is our sound engineer, Rene. Rene, welcome to Thank Into you. the Void. Thank you for having me. It is so great to have you again. Thank oh, you so yeah. much. Glad to be here. So, Rene, um, I'm going to be getting into this, but I just kind of want to ask you if yeah. you've um, had any other maybe experiences in the paranormal or know anyone that has had an experience in the paranormal that you may have witnessed yourself yeah you know i'm always the type of person that i don't shut down the paranormal or supernatural or any superstitions for that matter i don't shut them down i actually do like to think about those things from time to time and um, one thing that did happen to me i think um, i'm not sure if i mentioned it on the show i think i mentioned it to you off uh, mic i think one time i was listening to music late at night on my phone and I had my earbuds on, and then one day I just felt like this like little shock jolt in my right ear. But what happened was is that I was it wasn't like zzz, it was actually voices, and it was like 
kind of stopping oh, my man. head oh. from turning. I was like paralyzed for a quick second. That's the thing. Oh, man. And I was, I think that happened for like maybe like, it felt like a minute, but it was probably going on for like five seconds where it was just voices and I couldn't, I was like going, oh, 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 and then that was it. It is funny you mentioned that about how the time when time goes on, when something paranormal happens and it feels like it's lasting for a long time, but then yeah. you look at your watch, your clock, your phone, and it was only a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I knew the actual name of that, but there is a specific type of thing that happens when you are uh, experiencing something paranormal or a spirit is around or an entity or anything, uh, even demonic wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this thing that happens where you get this weird, almost like a foghorn noise going on inside your ears. Mm-hmm. And it basically... To my understanding, it's supposed to be some sort of um, disruptance in the EMF field, the electromagnetic fields that are going on. It's like energy is being either drawn out of you or or too much energy is being drawn towards you. Mm -hmm. And it just causes this like weird, delirious, almost type losing your balance type sensation. Mm -hmm. And even that with with the hearing, Mm -hmm. uh, that's another sign of it too. Now that's considered to be a smaller version of what happens, let's say, if you were in an asylum doing an investigation yeah. and that happens. But yeah, that's that's definitely something that uh, a lot of paranormal investigators have been taking into account a lot more are the smaller bits that happen, which tells you that something is trying to build up energy to manifest or to say something or to do something um, around you or you know where you're located. So mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. And it's funny that you mentioned that too because this story that was submitted to us mm-hmm. has some similar discrepancies, I should say, yeah. um, which is a weird thing to say, similar discrepancies, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities to it, and then there are some discrepancies to it that kind of make you go, that's strange, mm-hmm. it's odd, it's small, small things that happen, but it starts to build up as time goes on. Okay. Uh, without further ado, mm-hmm. let's get into this ghost story. Now imagine, if you will, a county town known for its beautiful Winnowessa Falls, sacred quarries, and get this, Renee, a national monument with a giant peace pipe that would make a stoner wet their pants. As funny as that may sound, (laughs) this county and many others have had its fair share of ghost stories. From multiple mysterious hotel fires to claims of the supernatural going on. But I ask you, Renee, and the listener, what makes these stories just? A website? A documentary? A witness? Enter Christina, a former resident of Pipestone, Minnesota. Like any mother, she is a hard worker. If she's not busy taking care of her daughter, which is a full-time job, trust me, I'm a father, so I know what it's like, then she's busy pursuing the masterful arts of cake decorating. And if that wasn't enough icing, eh, get it, icing? Icing. That was horrible, I know. (laughs) During the golf season, she manages a kitchen on a golf course. But for someone who lives a busy life, Christina also is also known to be sensitive to the paranormal. So when the hauntings started happening in her home, it seemed as if she wasn't really surprised, but just more concerned of how bad it would become. So when I spoke to Christina, She started where a lot of witnesses usually start from, the beginning. She began to tell me about orb sightings in her homes. Um, For those of you, by the way, who don't know what uh, orb sightings are, it's uh, best described as energy being pulled from a source 
uh, to the spirit so it can attempt to manifest. And from the looks of these photos that were posted up on the, uh, the, the Twitter page yeah. at Nightwing, there were, it looked as if, as though whatever is in the house enjoyed being around the daughter. Really? Yeah, it, it's, it, it's mind boggling. When you look at these photos, you'll see a white mist that appears around the daughter. And it's one of those like, what are the, I mean, there are other people in the house. Why just one specific person? Mm -hmm. And to me, that is what I believe is known as spiritual attachment. So there's something that the daughter has um, spiritually that is allowing the spirit to be around her. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, simple say, case of spiritual attachment. So Christina started to hear objects moving uh, in her daughter's room. Her daughter whose name has been kept out of this episode for legal reasons, would be in her room playing and interacting with her dolls. Or so her mother thought. Turns out, when Christina would go to check on her daughter to see which dolls she was talking with, she wouldn't be talking with just the dolls, but someone or something in the room. An imaginary friend, perhaps? Now, I only ask this because when asking Christina about how she felt, when walking into her daughter's room, she said it was as if someone was watching her. And even her sister can attest to this. Now, I don't know about you, Renee, but I've had an imaginary friend. I can still remember his name. I called him Michael John. Mm -hmm. And he was just a friend of mine that when I had no one to talk to, he was the person I'd turn to. Yeah. But I don't ever recall my imaginary friend causing loud noises or... or, or uh, you know things to happen in the house yeah that that's really strange have you ever had an imaginary friend actually i think i was one of the few kids that didn't really okay i, was, I would always talk to myself as a kid but that was because i think i would just be in my own world instead of being an imaginary friend i'd just be in my own world okay that's what i would be yeah basically yeah i like being in my own world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is an imaginary friend then tell me listener why would the daughter tell her mother that her friend, and air quotes here, friend, was being loud at night with a scared look on her face? Now, I don't know about you, but I don't recall my imaginary friend ever, ever causing bumps in the night. Mm -hmm. Now, if you thought that was unusual, mm -hmm. and uh, if you thought that the mist in the pictures were yeah. a little unusual, mm -hmm. um, then hang on, because here's where the creepiness really comes in. One night, as Christina's daughter was spending the night at her grandmother's house, strange things once again began to happen in the home. That very night, Christina could hear toys falling down off shelves. When she went into the room to see what the noise was about, she noticed that all of her daughter's clothes and toys were pushed to the floor. Now, I know that doesn't sound paranormal, like, oh, she kind of, you know, maybe done herself, or maybe the mom forgot that she did it, but... I, when I really asked her, like, hey, are you sure this isn't something that you did or that, that's that you know, you have, like, someone that comes to your house and, mm -hmm. you know, helps you clean or whatever? No, she said, no, none of that is me. Now, when she walked into her daughter's room, you know, clothes and toys are on the floor. But if you look at the pictures, the clothes and, and the toys have been pushed to the side as if it was making a perfect path to the bed. It's really odd. Really, really odd. <clears throat> and also, if you look closely on one of the submitted pictures, you can see in the corner of the bed near where her daughter's feet go, a dark 
figure. Now, it looks like a shadow, but has a body-like figure almost as if it were blending in while manifesting. It's really kind of creepy because when this picture was sent to me, uh, she had asked me, she said, you know, what do you see on here? And I said, well, I see the I see the clothes that have been moved aside. And I looked and I said, wait, 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 what is this? And I circled it, sent it back to her. And she says, I'm glad you noticed that. Hmm. And I said, yeah, because that's a shadow at like the foot of the bed, just kind of cowering, like hiding almost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are the odds that like you're going to get that picture? You know, it, it was really, really, really creepy. You know, it gets better after the second night. As Christina was picking up her daughter from her grandma's house, Christina's mother approached her and asked if her daughter had been been having trouble sleeping at night. When asked why, her mother replied back with saying that she had heard laughter and talking coming from the room the daughter was sleeping in. Dude, it followed her to her grandma's house. That If that's not a clear case of spiritual attachment, then I don't know what is. Because, wow. I mean, what are the odds that all this was going on at your house? Your daughter or your son or whoever, your sibling goes, sibling, your child goes to grandma and grandpa's house to, you know, sleep over. And then next thing you know, this thing follows her daughter or your child mm-hmm. to that house. That is creepy. That is mm-hmm. absolutely creepy. But as a paranormal investigator myself, I would be so fascinated by this. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Oh, yeah. You see them? I see them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. On, I'm on the Twitter. They are some strange looking yeah. pictures. Oh, I see. Yeah. The shadow. <laughs> the little embodiment right there that she's looking at. That's, That's really weird. That is creepy, wow. right? So I'm telling you, listeners, if you have a chance, go on the Twitter page yeah. at Nightwing Silver Check out these photos and yeah. you leave your comments. Tell me what you think you see or what is it that you think is in that room. Yeah, go on the Twitter as he's reading it because it, it makes it even weirder to Yeah, it is a v- definitely a strange yeah. phenomenon to go on right there. So what do we have here? The last thing I was told was that they seeked help of a psychic who was able to confirm was a, yeah, was able to confirm I completely lost my space here. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The last thing I was told was that they seeked help from a psychic Mm -hmm. who was able to confirm that there was indeed a spirit in the home. Mm -hmm. As to what they did afterwards is what most people do. Mm -hmm. Pack up and move. That's just what they did, and there has been no negative energy since. Now, when I asked her if anything else happened, like she said, no negative energy since, but now she says it's almost as if her daughter is dancing with angels. Um, she doesn't have that uneasy feeling anymore. Okay. So whatever was there mm-hmm. detached itself. And, you know, there are cases of children being able to talk to spirits or see spirits. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that her daughter, who was three, I believe, at the time, mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that her daughter was able to then start seeing angels and getting mm-hmm. a better perspective and more giving her mom that more of ease, yeah. you know, but... To go back to that house and to really think about what it was that was in that house, it's unsettling, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it's understandable. I mean, you live in a, you're living in a, in a, in Pipestone, Minnesota that has a lot of claims of paranormal activity as it yeah. is. So why, to me, that doesn't surprise me that you would have something in the house. No, it seems like children are just more of a, I guess their minds at the time 
when you're a child, you're open to certain things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're not fully. It's weird because I think spirits really do touch onto that. Because, you know, when a child is born, they're born with a lot of innocence. Yeah. So I believe that innocence plays a strong role for a spirit to be able to come and attach itself to the mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Um, I, I will say there have been times where I get a little worried because my kids will tell me that they're scared of the dark or that mm-hmm. they're scared of something in the room. And I, I'm kind of like, oh, no, like I hope nothing is, you know, it's trying truly to. Truly there. Yeah, yeah, truly here. But, you know, as time goes on, they're going to get older and they're going to start realizing that, you know, whether it's real or not, that's mm-hmm. up to them. Yeah. But as a parent, it's it's very concerning because you don't want anything to happen to your child, no. whether no. it's physical, whether it's paranormal, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You don't want anything happening to your child. No, so right. it's understandable, though, for, for her. You know, her daughter... Uh, interacting with an entity, uh, which could possibly point to being an intelligent haunting, uh, but it's also a little dangerous too. Not all intelligent hauntings are spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are considered to be dark spirits or demons playing the what I call the imitation game. Yeah, you like know, if, you, if it kept going. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, we have a clear sign here that it's uh, spiritual attachment, like mm-hmm. we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, is is uh, when a spirit is comfortable with you to go with you. Other than being around one location. Now, I will say, though, that this is another one of those topics in the world of paranormal where debates will begin to rise. So I'm going to probably save the rest of that for another episode. But there is a lot of speculation and debate about spiritual attachment. Some scientists believe that there is no such thing as spiritual attachment, that spirits cannot attach themselves to you. Mm. The paranormal world, they believe it, and then they don't. So there's a lot of debate about it, and hopefully one day we can really get into that Mm -hmm. and discuss that. And Hopefully, listener, if you know anything about that, please leave a comment, let us know. Last but not least, we have a county that has its fair share of hauntings. Now, from the, I'm going to say, hopefully I say this right, the Calumet Historic Hotel, which has had two major fires Oddly enough, they came from the kitchen, both in which claimed a life. Could this be one of the many reasons why the white mist in the photographs show up? And did you notice that the pictures were taken in the kitchen? It's Yeah, it's crazy because what are the odds that you have a hotel that had two major fires, mm-hmm. one which I believe happened on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm which is like the worst thing you could possibly happen to you on Valentine's Day. Maybe not. Maybe there's worse than that. But to live in that time where a fire breaks out on Valentine's Day, that's yeah. pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, I'm just saying, like, what are the odds of that, though? White that's mist true. in your home, yeah. a fire that happened at a hotel, which mm-hmm. causes a lot of smoke. Yeah. So there's, there's a chance right there. Uh, but how does that explain the two reported rooms at the Calmet Historic Hotel? Now, you've got room 207, which is said to have to uh, that the phone in the room always rings to room service, but no one is ever there on the other end. Now, I believe that would be known as a phantom call. Mm-hmm. Um, those happen quite a lot in hotels, especially historic hotels. Yeah. The Jekyll Island Club and Hotel uh, that I did my investigation at, I always bring this up because there's so much that happened there. They uh, would report ghost paranormal phone calls where someone's room would call mm-hmm. especially the presidential room yeah. that room always every night at like 1 15 in the morning always gets a phone call but there's no one there even when someone's staying there mm-hmm. there the the concierge phone will ring and no one will answer and then they'll call back and the people that are staying there are like uh no we never called mm-hmm. and they never heard the phone ring on any of that so it's like what what's going on yeah. um we've also got Room 308, 
which is claimed to have electrical problems, lights flickering, a TV turning on and off by itself. That one's kind of hard, though, because if your hotel is that old, you're going to have electrical problems, whether it's mice biting on the wires or whether it's, you know, a very stormy, windy day and the power line shaking and it's causing, you know, electricity to happen, stuff like that. So it's hard to determine whether or not this is, that is considered to be paranormal. There's a lot of speculation on that also. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Yeah. What do you think? That is actually, so... I don't know. With old hotels, that's the thing. It's like you don't you, you don't know if it's because it's either the hotel is like really old and it's just that's the way it is, or is there truly something living or attached to the rooms or just the building in general? Right. Yeah. I think, I think you would have to look into the history. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely look more into that history of the fire and interest yeah. of the hotel, like how long it's been around. You know, but it does make me question, could this be the spirits of the two bodies that died in the kitchen fires? Oh, that could be it. Because, I mean, again, it, it just really makes you wonder. You've got white mist popping up in a picture in the kitchen, mm-hmm. multiple fires that happened in a hotel from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they also found in each fire, at least one person died. If this is one of those unfinished business, maybe they were using the daughter to try and communicate. Maybe their unfinished business then again you know spirits have other other business that they're trying to attend to also but that still doesn't explain really the haunting at christina's home it it kind of explains a little bit but not fully which another thing too is like when you investigate you're never going to get the full answer Mm -hmm. of why the spirit is still there um you're going to get pieces here and there and as as an investigator you have to puzzle everything together uh, it's the same with journal investigation or journalism investigation, yeah. you know, uh, investigative journalist. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, you are you're you're piecing everything together. You're getting all the information and piecing it all together. So for this place, it's definitely one of those piecing together what happened and then hopefully coming up with a storyline or something mm-hmm. to give you a broader sense as to what happened to that spirit. Yeah. So, I mean, it, could it be related to the hauntings at Christina's house? Maybe, Could be, yeah. you know, uh, unless, unless, get this, it was a, the ghost of a little blonde hair girl. Been reported seen at the Pipestone County Museum. Now, that's the museum that has the giant peace pipe that the stoner would wet his pants on. Mm-hmm. If not seen, sounds have been reported, such as shuffling of papers and an old squeaky chair. You got chills yet? Yeah. <laughs> In the time that I've done investigations. I've always been interested in these types of cases. A family being haunted, not knowing why. A spirit attaching itself. It's like someone wrote a book yeah. and left out the chapter. So now it's up to you, the, the, you know, the paranormal investigator, to try and puzzle together. What say you, listener? Are you, are you up to the challenge? Now, after hearing this story, what do you think? If you were to investigate this type of paranormal case, what type of tools would you bring? I bring up the tools because in the last episode, we talked about the type of equipment that is used when it comes to paranormal investigating. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back to the last episode, listen to the equipment, and uh, get an idea as to what type of equipment you would bring if you were to investigate this type of haunting. I know for a fact that I would bring along the FLIR camera also, just to see any changes in temperatures in the daughter's room. We've also got the digital voice recorder to try and communicate due to what seems like an intelligent haunting. Oh, and the spirit box. 
Now, please go back again to episode four, so that way you can get further explanation as to what this you know equipment is. But yeah, the spirit box is definitely something I would try to get a very direct answer mm-hmm. uh, in hopes that I would get the answer that I'm looking for. But again, that's not always the case. So after hearing all this, Renee, what are your thoughts about all this, actually? <laughs> yeah, it's very eerie. That's the thing. That's for sure. It's very eerie because it shows that Whatever these spirits are, it's jumping from place to place. It's not attached to a building at all, or it's not attached to a single person. It's attached to the town. I see. Yeah. I see. It doesn't want to leave the town, it seems. Henceforth, all the uh, the history of the town, yeah. the paranormal activity that's going on, yeah. especially the fires that had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the little girl one, actually, is probably the one that's the most eerie to me. Yeah. Because it's like you're at a national uh, a monument in Pipestone, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and a lot of claims have been made about hearing a little girl, and then all of a sudden you hear, like hear a laughter of a little girl or like mm-hmm. you know screaming or something. That that to me would be extremely eerie. That really is. Um, yeah. But then again, it also makes me wonder what happened to that spirit. That's true. Why is she still attached to that town? Mm-hmm. What happened in that town to where the spirits can't leave yeah. or don't want to leave? Mm-hmm. You know. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Just the types of uh, activity that's been going on or that was going on. I believe it's still going on to this day, actually. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. But I love it. I so love all of this. And speaking of loving it, guys, please, if you have a ghost story that you want to send in, go ahead and send it in to us. Uh, We would love to share it with all our listeners at the same time. If you want to come in. And share your ghost story, please, by all means, uh, let me know, and I will definitely make that happen for you guys. So I think I just have final thoughts Mm -hmm. on this, and um, my final thoughts are this. Whether you believe that this has happened or not is entirely up to you, but if if you're someone who has ever experienced something like this or can relate to this, you know, submit the story, and then maybe, just maybe, it's possible that there's some proof in this pudding, you know? It's crazy. Absolutely nuts. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I don't really have very much right now because this is actually kind of a short one. Very, very busy day today. It's a beautiful day, though. Yeah. All the rain here in California has cleared out today. Yeah, I know. It's blue skies now. <laughs> so we're getting blue skies. It's still it's... windy, but I'll take that. I love <laughs> the chill, though. Yeah, I love uh... that chill. Announcements. Let me just let you guys know here. Make sure to tune into the next episode where I will be discussing water ITC or scrying. Very interesting subject. Uh, It has to do with being able to tap into the paranormal realm uh, using different household tools. Now, ITC, which stands for Instrumental Transcommunication, which involves electric equipment. However, in this next episode, we're going to focus on other ways to tap into the paranormal realm using reflective surfaces. It's uh, quite interesting, actually. I kind of got the idea from uh, the... You remember that movie, Clash of the Titans? Yeah. Uh, not the remake, but the original mm-hmm. one. Although I like the remake too. There's a scene where where Perseus has to take on Medusa, mm-hmm. and he can't look at her, or else he turns to stone. So what does he do? He uses a shield that has a reflective surface on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what got me interested in that is that there are a lot of people today who are using water to uh, try and get some sort of picture or image. Uh, through the what they're using through the paranormal realm and what's great is that people are getting these actual images and then finding the image that it looks like i want to say there was one person that that got 
a like a, a Van Gogh or like a painter of some sort in their water picture of the reflection and compared it to all these other photos and found the one that looks genuinely like it. And it's crazy because this is another form of entering the paranormal realm using reflective surfaces. There's even games that people would play, you know, like Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary is yeah. one of them where people recite it in a bathroom, yeah. which... Again, it's still kind of up in the air on whether that really is true or not. That's the thing, yeah. That's another one. The urban legend, I guess you could say. It's an urban legend. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, using reflective surfaces, those are those are definitely a means that people use to try and tap into the paranormal world. So that will be on the next episode. Also, I just want to mention again, we do have an email address at intothevoid301 at gmail.com. Send us your Ghost stories, send us your paranormal stories, send us your encounters with the paranormal. Uh, we'd love to share it and also would love to have you on the show and share it with us as we do a show here. Uh, also, leave a like, leave a comment or a like on our Instagram at voidpodcast18. Check out the Facebook page at podparanormal87. And uh, again, you guys, do what you need to do to send these, send these stories in because we are super excited. And by when I, I want to clarify something. When I say we... I don't mean we because we no longer have an actual co-host. Now I'm having guest co-hosts. It's more like we, the listeners, the people that have made this show possible, we're discussing this as a as a group. This is a growing show, and so as the show grows, uh, you guys grow with us, and the we part is really just everybody that listens in. So if you hear we, it's because you're a part of this show also. All right, well, listen, uh, that's about my time here. Once again, I am your ghost host with the most G-Man, and I want to thank you so much for falling with me into the void. We'll catch you later. <laughs>